So this uh, is a special podcast, and maybe special is the wrong word to use, but this is a branching out of the normal minor wisdom format, similar to what we did or do for wrestling, similar to what we did for uh, Black Lives Matter about a month ago or maybe a little more. Uh, but this is pretty much just about schools reopening. And um, I wanted to take a couple minutes, and I'm better with talking to people. So I've invited Mandy Tapia to join in on this conversation. But unlike my interview podcast, I'm going to do most of the talking because I kind of have a passion or at least a passionate take on how I feel about how schools should reopen, if schools should reopen in the way that uh, they want to, our president has said to, and uh, even our governor has said to. But now, as I sit here and we start discussing, uh, the governor has retracted some of his information, or maybe not retracted, but at least updated his information without saying I was wrong with what I said. And this is only a Texas thing. Now, states like Hawaii, well, maybe just a state like Hawaii has already said they're not going back until I believe it's the end of August. Um, there are other places that have discussed districts that have discussed waiting until October to go back. Uh, so Texas is one of the few states that has said we're doing either plan A or plan B. Now, I also know that A-Leaf ISD, which is right next door to my ISD, Fort Bend, uh, has already said that they're going to start online. And I don't know what that means as far as funding. I know our president said that they will not fund any school that doesn't do what he says. <sighs> and I don't know if that's true. I don't even know if that's legal. I don't know. Um, I'm going to try and keep my opinion about Donald Trump and uh, President Trump to just me because I don't want to alienate anybody and I want to keep as many listeners as possible. I'm not completely anti-Trump, but I'm not pro-Trump. So uh, I, I really liked his TV show, his reality show. That's about, that's, that's where I stand. Before I get Mandy on, uh, the thing about this virus and what baffles me is that it's not just an American thing. It is not just America trying to figure out what to do and the steps to take almost on a daily basis. It is the entire world. That's why it's a pandemic. And places like Hong Kong, who just announced that they're shutting down their entire school system. And mind you, Hong Kong is not a country. But if you've ever been to Hong Kong, and I have, it is run like a country. It is a city practically run like its own country. And Hong Kong has shut down their schools. Now I don't know. I'm sure that means that they're going to go into online. I don't know those details. But they've shut down at least face-to-face -face schooling for an indefinite amount of time until the numbers go down. And China already did a great job of turning the numbers down. And I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial. And I think I said it on Twitter. And I don't want America to become a communistic society. But you've got to think about the societies, the countries that have kind of kept this number low. And I know there are some that are not communistic or not uh, in this sort of communistic idea, like New Zealand, uh, which is an island, so they can easily control things. But there are some countries that are literally just scared 
to go outside because they're afraid of what will happen to them. And not just afraid that they'll get the coronavirus, but they're afraid that they're going to get killed by their government or taken in by their government because they have been told, stay inside or this virus will spread. And they do, and they listen. And Americans don't. uh, Because anything that incites a reaction becomes politics and becomes ego. And Americans, and not just Americans, some other countries too, Brazilians apparently, but people in certain countries led by certain leaders feel the right, feel that their rights um, are stronger than their lives. And that's, that is what it boils down to, that they don't have to wear a mask because it is my right to be able to choose if I wear a mask or not. It is my right to choose which news I believe. It is my right to go wherever I want to go if I want to go there. And what they don't understand is that that can be selfish, that can be construed as selfish, and it is. It's completely selfish. Uh, and, And I think we are all guilty of it on some sort of scale. Uh, whether that be a small scale or a big scale, but we're all guilty of it in some way. If we are supposed to be staying home, we are supposed to be staying home. Uh, We are not supposed to be going to get takeout. And a lot of us, I am 100% guilty of this, went to go get takeout. And my reasoning behind it was, one, we're not going to cook every night. My wife and I Sorry, Jennifer. My wife and I are not the best cooks. Um, and two, we want to support businesses. Uh, so that is one of the biggest things that we felt we were doing. And uh, we gained the COVID-19, all joking aside. I did. Now my wife's dieting and I'm just drinking more beer and coping. Uh, but we're getting very selfish. And uh, it's it's unfortunate because... Uh, yes, it's killing people, and yes, the percentage is small, but it's still killing people. But it's also um, it's also made for other uh, businesses and theatrical careers, entertainment careers. All these careers can't open because of you. So you are hypocritically saying, oh, "I'm going to go do what I want to do and and not wear a mask because I, businesses should be open. They should be doing what they want to do." But then this virus is spreading and your dumbass is keeping us from having kids in school and uh, entertaining you with concerts and things we know you want. So I don't know. Think about that. I'm going to bring in Mandy Tapia now. Uh, Hopefully I haven't lost every single person. I guess I'll see the numbers. Uh, But here comes Mandy.
<laughs> uh, okay. I've already introduced you. So I really, uh, this is more about me than it is about you. Uh, because I needed like usual. Yeah. Cause okay. my anxiety levels are through the roof and I usually don't have horrible anxiety when it comes to this kind of stuff at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and really I've never had anxiety until I had kids. Uh, so I guess that's on me. That was my choice. Yeah. Your fault. Yeah. Should have. Should have listened to my dad. Anyway, so uh, the first topic that I want to discuss, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Um, so <clears throat> I don't want to get political. I want to try and stay away from politics, or at least when I include you in it, because uh, I don't think two people discussing politics has ever really benefited anybody. Um, because once you believe something, you just kind of do everything in your power to continue to believe it and try to convince others to believe what you believe as well. So we politi yeah, political, also political discussions are usually a waste of breath. I I digress. That's a different soapbox um, for me. Yeah. So Never school, make it on NPR. So, <laughs> well, no, I would. Well, yeah, true. I'd make it on news stations because they believe one or the other. But uh, anyway, so schools are not identical. That's the first topic I want to hit. Um, the idea that we have to social distance, right, uh, inside of a school. Now, as theater teachers, even the even from 1A to 6A, now I'm just speaking on Texas, and I know there are people that listen out there like – I really would like to get Matt Smith's opinion because he lives in Scotland. What do schools look like there? Right. Um, and there are people that listen outside of Texas, and I would like to get their opinion. Just hit me up at blake.miner, gmail.com. Anyway, but um, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the schools are not equitable. So there's a district here, KDISD, that has the same theater in all of their high schools. Right. So it's that cookie-cutter um, PBK theater. And right. – um, then there are schools that don't have equitable spaces at all. I don't know what it's like in Keller. I know what it's like in Fort Bend. Um, but you can tell one school to social distance and they could be just fine. They could spread out. They have a big black box. They're right. able to do everything they need to do. And then the next school over five miles away is struggling and coronavirus is spreading like wildfire in that school. Sure. Uh, because they can't social distance. So I don't know what the solution <laughs> is to that, but I think that's part of my, I guess, argument of why we shouldn't go back immediately um, because you have to assess the architecture of a school or maybe some schools do go back and you alleviate some of that pressure where you have some schools in person in some schools that are not in person. And when you opt in, if you are given the vote, you're not opting into a school, you're opting into face-to-face -face education and you get what you get and you don't talk shit. Um, but you know, you just, you have to suck it up and you go to the, you go to a school close to you, but it may not be your school. Yeah. Do you, how, what do you want worse? Do you want face-to-face -face, face education 
or do you have to be, I've got to be a Viking. I'm, I was born a Viking. I've got to be a Viking. Like, no, maybe no, that's a solution. I, I definitely don't think that parents at this point care about that. Right. They most I mean, definitely do. Oh, there are some I, Karens in this world, girlfriend. That okay, well, the Karens are also the people who complain about masks and everything else. And so. they're pro-life, but they, <laughs> um, but, and I've already said that earlier before okay. you got on, but okay, the, the thing is, is when you talk about zoning in a district, that's yeah. like the hottest topic for as long as that's the topic, that's the only topic, you know, they could bring up all kinds of other things like, um, and you, do, you, do you still think that's a hot topic right now while people are just trying to make sure that their kid, those types of parents are the parents who are also trying to just make sure that their kids are in a school and not at home? Well, I think there sure are, they're going to care. I think there are parents that will be just fine with sending their kids someplace just for face to face. I do I do think there are those people, but yeah. there are most definitely some loud Karens and Carls that are going to say, "Well, I'm not going to send my kid to just any school for face to face. I'm going to send them to the school that they're supposed to go to." Well, yeah. that may not be an option. Um Plus, when that school, because it's it's not about when, it's if, or not about, <laughs> it's not, I'm so drunk right now. It's not about if, it's when the school gets shut down for an extended period of time. Right. Are you going to be so up in arms that you're like, well, I just got to, you know, then if my kid tests negative, can they go to this school? Well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, yeah. and there are working parents out there, you know, um, your husband's not a in-school educator. I mean, he's an educator in his own right in a private right. lesson setting, but. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's, for me, you were talking earlier about, like, not usually being a person who's super nervous about things and now feeling that way. Am I making you nervous? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm done. Um, no, that. I think for me, what makes me so nervous is I feel like I'm in a really, I, I'm in a catch 22. So if I'm told I need to go back to school to teach, yeah. right? Um, because that's my job yep. and because I want to and because I we all sick. want to. Right. That's and the other thing. That's, that's the thing. Like, I'm ready to go back. Okay. So if that, there's one, that's one side of it. But I have a son who's supposed to start kinder yeah. and a son who's supposed to start second grade and a daughter who lives in San Antonio who will be starting seventh grade. Now, if I was a single person or a person without children, I think I might have a different viewpoint. But I think I'm yeah. also having to decide. I'm having to answer for both sides of the coin. And I'm getting in... Um, surveys like as a parent what do you feel comfortable with yeah well what what i'm comfortable with might not be the thing i can actually choose because if i'm quote unquote forced asked told um to go back then what are my kids gonna do you know they're we're not in a position to be able to have my husband stay home and watch yeah. the kids full right. time that's just not something we can do and so um and that wouldn't be conducive to what they need you know, um, well, that's the thing. Yeah. There are two sides to that. One, there were very early in this process, there were people that were saying, um, there were people that were saying, uh, that they have to protect their job. So you've got to say in these surveys, you've got to say, 
you've got to have fine arts. You've got to have fine arts. You know, sure. we got to go back so that we can have shows and all this kind of stuff. And now those people have stopped talking. And yes, we do need to protect our jobs. Yes, we do obviously need to have fine arts. But which one, <laughs> which one is it? The other part that I wanted to bring up, and I'm not affected by this yet. Next year, if we're still in this shithole, then I will be affected. But um, my uh, youngest daughter will be starting kindergarten next year. So 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Ava's going into third grade. She knows how school works. My niece, though, is like your, your youngest starting kindergarten. And kindergarten is where you kind of like, that's where you start to get established of what a teacher is in a, in a more traditional setting and what a classroom is in a more traditional setting. And I'm sure there's research out there of like what happens to a kid that doesn't go, a homeschool kid, the lack of social and inter- interacting and stuff. But so that's like my sister's concern. She's like, I'm sending my daughter to kindergarten because she's it'll affect the rest of her life and yes the numbers on kids super low as far as the long-term you know what they well death and and also just kind of long-term effects of things but um that doesn't mean that again it's the domino effect if 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 she does go back and she starts to learn the social stuff and the school does shut down because there's a case well, you know, she may spread it to somebody, to her grandparent or something. And right. and that's the fear. And everybody knows that. That's not news. I'm not breaking any news. But that, which one do you want? You know, are you, are you taking the risk to damage this child socially and mentally? Or are you taking the risk to literally kill a family member? Yeah. I mean, because that's literally what it is. And that's. And that's, I think, the crux of what all the teachers are fearing too, right? I mean, I don't know the numbers, but how no. many of our, you know, the teachers that I'm thinking about that are even just in my close vicinity to my classroom who are in, you know, the, what is it, the high risk range? Yeah, sure. Um, Those people are starting to retire, can, which brings me to another yeah. point in a minute, but yeah. But, you know, what what choices do they actually have? Um, and, you know, I know that our district right now is, is trying to really figure out what that looks like. I have full faith in my superintendent. Yeah, I think he's same. wonderful. I think um, Rick Westfall is amazing and um, has been super vocal since the very beginning, um, just really in tune with what the teachers and the admin and the parents have to say. Um, so both on the side of like mm-hmm. a parent and a teacher, I've felt really safe with him. I also know that it's not all up to him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yeah. board of people who are making yeah. decisions. TEA has a hand in it. Um, you know, the governor has a hand in it. There's, there's so many different hands <laughs> in what's happening with us. Um, and I'm starting to see things kind of domino in our area. So like Denton ISD and um, some other smaller districts around us are all starting to kind of make plans or pushing back the date by like a week or so, which in my mind, I'm like, what does a week do? Um, Except that the teachers are going back still at the beginning of August. I mean, the week having longer to set up. Yeah. The week is a training week for you, for teachers. Um, Which is understandable, um, but it's not solving any issues. Here's how, here's how you put Um, hand sanitizer on each kid's hands as they walk into your door. Right. And that's, you know, 
I, I feel like I think Keller's supposed to have a better idea of what's happening um, by the end of next week. Um, so this could be a whole different conversation yeah, by then. Yeah, sure. Um, and well, so, you know, that's the other thing too. It's This was my first year at Keller. <laughs> so I had, what, six months there. Yeah. And then this all happened. And it's funny because it feels like I've been there years yeah. because of just... I'm changing schools. Hey. I mean, like, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's, you're a kindergartner. I'm a, I'm a kindergartner. So, but you know what I mean? Like, um, well, the difference between me and a kindergartner is a kindergartner's potty trained. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I, um, uh, I, that's part of my nerves with this. And one of the things that I benefit from is that I, I already know a lot of these kids because of what I've done in the district. Um, cause I'm just a huge deal. Wait, oh wait, this is, this is when I go to, yeah. Um, so, you know, but I, I'm able to kind of get to know these kids, uh, and it's, it's great. Uh, but I also have to figure out the kids that I'm uh, not going to teach or or not the kids I'm not going to teach the kids that I don't know that I have to start out with. Okay. So what I wanted to move on to next, uh, was the fact that because you kind of alluded to the idea of or the 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 subject of teachers that are more in the at-risk world so there are educators not just those educators not just the aged ones the career educators the ripe ripe ones (laughs) ripe and gripe um but uh they uh, quite a few of them are retiring uh unplanned retirements and then there are quite a few educators that have decided that they're just going to move on to another career. So we, our workload is going to change uh, quite a bit. Uh, So we may have workloads that, uh, you know, you as a theater teacher, me as a theater teacher might start having to do some other, other, other parts of our job, the, the duties as assigned or whatever the, that other crap that they say. Xfinity, okay, you, look, Xfinity and Comcast, I need, no, that's not Xfinity.com. Oh. <laughs> that's Expedia. Oh. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I got to say, like, I'm never going to be uh, sponsored by Xfinity. It's never going to even be a threat. And I'm going to publicly say, on my podcast that Stuart Savage and Matt Smith and uh, Julio and Jared Berry, they're the only ones listening. Xfinity, <laughs> it, you suck. All right, so the idea that teachers are retiring um, that are at high risk and that teachers are quitting, um, will create more of a workload for elective teachers, for non-elective teachers, for the core classes. And the, the issue is, is that you're going to have, you're going to start having teachers like us, theater teachers. Um, you'll start having paraprofessionals doing more work than they're supposed to, uh, potentially some not receiving a stipend, for the work that they could be missing, like one act play, like there's some districts that take away one act play stipends. Um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
and uh you know we'll so we'll be asked to do more now I, i'm not one of these people that, that gripes and moans and says pay me more if you're gonna ask me to do more pay me more i don't think that's right i think there are just some jobs that like i don't think i mean i could be totally wrong with this i could be totally wrong I think doctors just get paid to be doctors. I don't think they get paid based on how many stitches they put in a patient. Right. You know what I mean? So sure. um, as far as a teacher is concerned, now, you know, there are some limits to that, of course. I, I don't, I, I think uh, there are obviously limits to it. So if, if I get back on this in six months and bitch about, I can't believe they're asking me to do this and they're not paying any, me anymore, depends on what it is. But if you're asking me to cover a class or, if you're asking me to try and use my minor, uh, pardon the pun, but you know, like maybe if they find out that I have a minor in history, well, do you mind covering this one history class? Well, the the state has waived certificate or not certification, but content tests. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they haven't waived star. But anyway, uh, right. So they too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid it is it is so stupid uh i can't i, I literally can't believe it uh like it I, I just uh, it's like we are literally testing them for what we already know they are not going to be prepared to take the test yay it's not even that need, it doesn't make any sense i mean it's that and that that they're paying to have the test made yeah you know, like there's so many, so many other places we can be putting those resources Absolutely. and they're paying that just the, just the amount of money it costs to have the test created and then copied and then mailed to this, each school, you know, like right. just those logistical costs. It's, it's so stupid. Um, if you want to do something online, you know, like some sort of something just to, just to kind of get a, a feel for where the kid is. I mean, I guess I could get behind that, um, but man, it's just so stupid. But that's not—that wasn't what I was asking, Mandy. Sorry, my bad. Okay. Stick to the point. Ugh. Um, well, could you get to it quicker? Is that? That's sorry. That's not what she. I don't think that's what she said or would want. But, <laughs> no, uh, <I'm> not <laughs> but again, not what this episode's about. Um, we'll do another. We'll do a, a different special in a few months. Um, but uh, I just think that that the workload's going to expand for some, and it's going to be foreign to some. And I don't know what necessarily the solution is, other than get over it. Is right. that harsh? Mean? Well, I I think the thing is, is this year we all know we're going to have to be flexible, right? I mean, we came out of last year saying okay, oh, we did such a great job because we were so flexible. We took to whatever type programming that your school was going through. What a great job everyone did. And then I think some realizations came about from that. One, okay, we can all do it. So some things are probably going to stay this way. Some things might go back to normal, but we're always going to be able to go online. Some some way it's going to be made possible. Um, you know, districts found out that they are incapable of having their district go online because their students don't have the capabilities, right? So now you're having hotspots and all of this other other electronic necessities that are happening, right? And so I think with every with every step that happens in the last six months, we've all figured out like what's going to have to happen again at moving forward. I don't think what they've figured out is personnel wise. What do we do with all these people that we, one, have to keep healthy, 
to still have to keep jobs and paying them. Um, and then on top of that, we're dragging in all the kids back and how do we keep them safe and look like we're taking care of both equally. Let me tell and you. I don't how, know, let me tell you. I don't know let, if that's the case. Let me tell you how it's done. I got the answer. I should be there a superintendent. Go. Where's my PhD? Um, the, the answer is you don't go back to school. <laughs> you don't go back to face to face. And, and the reason I say that is because they do it in college. Uh, I could teach, teach quote unquote, uh, 150 kids online, uh, more, you know, at least I could teach two, 300 kids online. Now I might have to grade their stuff and it might be more difficult to do this from home. And, you know, I might have to figure that out, but at least I'm not dying or getting sick or, uh, something isn't happening to me, um, that I have to worry about my family members getting sick and dying, but I could also teach more kids. So would I be more willing to you to, and I love history. Like it, this is again, my personal opinion, but if, if, if my principal asked me to please take on a, a load of history, whatever, you know, because I, I can do that, um, I would do it, but from home and because it would be easier for me to also cheat. Like, I mean, for lack of better words, because I could figure it out, uh, while I sit at home and figure things out with my own kids, you know, um, so it's, uh, it's just one of those things that I think that, that again, just don't go back to school. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, but I think also part <laughs> of better. the reason I, why. That's why I pay you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think part of the reason why it, the stay at home while it sucked and hurt a lot of people. Right. Um, why it also worked out in the manner that it did is because soon after kids weren't going back to school, we completely shut down. So, you know, unless you were an essential worker, you could, you had to be at home with your kids. Right. But you live in a community, especially Keller, not so much. There is a portion, but more so in where you're at that you're, you're talking about, and we're talking about elementary and, mm -hmm. and junior high kids more specifically than high school kids, but you've got kids who are going to have to, if they're, if, if it's a shut down situation where the schools are shut down, but we as a nation are not shut down mm -hmm. and these people are required to go to work, how are they going to live? So like, how are they going to make that happen? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, childcare is ridiculous. I, I don't know if, I don't know uh, you and Jennifer's situation with the kids, but I mean, we almost pay nearly as much as we have, you know, for our yeah. home that we do for our kids being in childcare. Yeah. So, I mean, it's impossible. Well, um, we actually don't pay a mortgage for this home. We aren't supposed to be here, legally speaking. Um, we just showed up to a new build and uh, they thought that we lived here. surprise me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the, the answer to that is, for us uh, it is not that expensive for us as far as it being the same as our mortgage because our mortgage is really expensive. <laughs> but uh, that's a different, again, that's another podcast. But um, we, my concern with the kid element of things 
and this goes on to another point that I wanted to discuss, isn't, isn't the cost necessarily because we as teachers are hashtag blessed, I think, because uh, we as teachers have had, uh, have been paid this entire time. And right. so yeah, no, we're absolutely lucky and we you know, can't complain about we're lucky that. in that sense, but it yes. goes, it goes back to, there are two things. Now I'm going off of where I originally wanted to, to discuss, but the, the, the idea that in March we were revered and we were, uh, people thought, oh my gosh, like you guys need to be paid more. How, I, how do you do mm-hmm. this? And we're only right. dealing with our own kids and you have to deal with right. our kids and the neighbor's kid, you know, but, and yeah. now in July, they're saying, how dare you not go back? Get back in the classroom, right. you dumbass. And uh Well, it's in the same well, but it's it's the same face. Like you are angels because you put up with my child. Now get your ass back at school because you have to put up with yeah. my child. Yeah. <laughs> can't right. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 they but they try to candy coat it by saying it's not about a behavior, it's about I don't want my kid to lose out on education. Yeah, bullshit. You you know, you you're tired of your kid. Um Luckily, well, I, I have two baby both. angels. Well, I have two baby angels that would never do anything wrong and have never annoyed post, me once, ever. You post way too much on Facebook for anyone to believe that. Those are uh, those are things I think of during my board time. Uh, <laughs> nothing that I post about what Ava has said is true. None of it. Um, I'm coming clean. Uh, but you're not Congress. Oh, wait, even if you were, I could still not have to go to prison. Get anyway, different it. story. Totally uh, get away with it. <laughs> yeah, if you're chummy with the prez. Uh, but, oh my gosh, I digress again. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so kids. Here's my biggest concern, and I've put this mm-hmm. in the surveys. I am, I personally am not concerned about getting sick. I know that that's, that, that's not a machismo thing. I just... If I get sick, like I just personally have knock on wood, I've had very good, I've had a very good immune system all my life. Now I could be totally idiotic by saying that and dead in a month. And you can replay this and in, in, in my, at my uh, funeral, put a crow in my mouth. Yeah. Um, we'll make t-shirts. It'll absolutely minor wisdom <laughs> yeah. on the front yeah. and on the back so RIP. not so much yeah not so not so wise <laughs> that's fine but and and hey it, it it is completely in my makeup to to have a good time about death i mean if you've ever heard stories about my parents yeah. it's just yeah. ask yeah yeah so only someone just needs to say like what is it something about your mom yeah i mean it makes it makes everyone else super uncomfortable and me and my sister just crack up but anyway uh my concern again isn't that i get sick um do i think i will yes i think everybody's going to get sick yeah uh my concern extent of how bad yes my concern as a good healthy uh uh jew is that when my daughter's school shuts down, an elementary school in the traditional sense, not it's first or kindergarten through fifth, when they shut down, my wife and or myself have to stay home, right? And so then when my school <laughs> gets shut down, or let's say I get, um, I get the the virus then I have to stay home again. And now the problem is 
that there are protections for us to do this once. There, there's a national thing, something, some, somewhere on one of these Facebook pages, they shared it, and it's a legit thing that we are uh, legally protected to pretty much be home uh, for one shutdown. Um, the we're not protected for two. So if we have to stay home again, and I keep saying again, it's a shout out to Chris Jericho, Jay Thomas, if you're listening, there you go. But um, if we get shut down again, oh, then we shut up. If we, then I will, uh, <laughs> then it will come out of my days. And that part is what. Yeah, that's not okay. Like that concerns Especially me. Especially if you already have kids, like you don't have days. Days is a non-existent well, thing. And also, if you're a mother and you have to stay home with children. That's just, that just doesn't. Or a, fa- or a father, or a father. Um, but, but you, 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 it's just like, it's crazy that I, I may not be like, I may get through this entire year without my school getting shut down, but the chances that my wife's school or my daughter, one of my daughter's places, cause they don't go to the same place. Right. You know, now I've got four opportunities to have to stay home t- for two weeks because I sure. have this feeling, <clears throat> I have this feeling that and maybe I'm wrong about this. If my wife's school gets shut down, let's say my wife's school gets shut down and she tests negative, uh, but we don't know that she's negative until a week after she's shut down, I'm going to have to stay home. Because what yeah. if she was exposed to exactly. the virus? My school's not going to want me to come back. You yeah, know what I mean? totally screwed. So, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like if, if Crosby's classmate is exposed right yeah and isn't he it doesn't even test positive that it's just a chain reaction yeah it's just an it's an absolute nightmare so anyway as i drink um teacher needs a drink right now i hashtag teacher needs a drink right is that trademarked if that's trademarked uh then matt i apologize but uh okay yeah i don't want to get sued Uh, matt ludlam would kill me um because uh, he definitely reach a beer from here. what so, nothing sorry you were talking about drinking i said i wonder if i could reach a beer from here oh you I, I mean i don't know you do your best uh but anyway so that was that was kind of my rant on that what's next oh yeah here you go so this is somewhat political okay and i don't want to alienate people um yes you do well i don't because i'm not gonna lie like there are so traditionally all joking aside jewish people are considered to be moderate we're considered to be we don't we don't make up our minds (laughs) you know we do very well so what do you want italian or mexican Eh, i don't know you know like we're that we're that we're the epitome of that person and then when you choose Mexican, I'm like, I don't know. I want a ravioli. Um, oh, so sound good. What's what's that? It does or does not? Does not sound good. You don't want ravioli? Ravioli is delish. All of Italian <laughs> foods delish. Mexican food's better than Italian, but uh, uh, I mean, I'd have to say yes, but I'm a little well, biased. You are a Latina. Um, I am brown. Yes, uh, same. So anyway, I I am worried. Worried's the wrong word. Uh, I'm concerned. Maybe that's the same thing. Uh, I'm concerned and worried that our leaders 
lead, you know, or, or excuse me, our students are taught that leaders should lead by example. And our leaders currently are not leading by an example that you necessarily want your students to follow when it comes to treating a pandemic and treating a virus and preventing a virus and preventing a pandemic from overflowing into your schools. And I say that, and today as we record this, is the first day that publicly our president has been seen with a mask. Now, we've been told, and he has said it, that he has worn a mask. He just hasn't publicly been seen with it. But today, as he visited a hospital, uh, he he was wearing one amongst other people. And so that's good. Uh, maybe that'll change some people's minds, some Karen's minds. But I, my concern is that there are kids that have parents that are like, you don't need to show up to school with a mask. And now whose responsibility is it to say to these kids, hey, dumbass, sorry, Mr. Dumbass, um, put on a damn mask. You're, you're yeah. putting, you're putting me at risk. And can I literally punish a kid now? Can, can a kid get ISS for not wearing a mask, um, or suspended? Is that going to be a thing? I mean, it would seem like if our, if the districts are making a call about the safety and protocols of children, I mean, we, we can tell a kid you can't, I don't know what, wear a hoodie or yeah. you can't wear a certain, some schools, like you can't wear red or blue. Yeah. Like there are, there are schools that make protocols based specifically on safety measures that aren't designated by the state. Right. So why couldn't they make that a rule that's in place? And if so, it would seem like you could get in trouble for it. You can get in trouble in Bastrop, for instance, for hanging a bandana from the back of your pocket. Yeah. So I mean, it's gang related. That, then why, yeah. why couldn't you, you know, get ISS for not wearing a mask? Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we're supposed to believe that all of our leaders are leading by example. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, some of our best examples have been non-examples. You know what I mean? Like, going back and looking in retrospect and granted these, these are people's lives and I'm not trying to undermine that, but I think it's legitimately okay to tell your kid, like, you know, your, your students that, you know, this may not be the best of times. This, we may have, we may have fallen in a time in which we're looking at people who don't know the right thing to do. And because of that, we're all trying to feel our way through this and in my particular classroom, this is what I need you to do, or in our school, or in our district. Um, but I don't know. I think I don't know. I, you know, I'm a person of faith, and I believe that uh, we don't have many mistakes. I think that um, a coincidence—it's God's way of staying anonymous—and I believe that He has a hand in the choices of who leads our country and our communities. And um, I personally believe that there are non-examples mm -hmm. that have to be uh, said about that because I believe in both. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to justify why um, certain people are where they are and why they are when they are, because um, I could, you know, 
me personally, I can think of a million people who I think could be doing things better, but that's not who's here. And so why we have the person that we have, I don't know. Um, But I think it's interesting that we've had a huge monumental event that has happened in our lives that all of us are going to remember. And um, it's in such a crazy climate. You know what I mean? Like it, like all the shit has hit the fan at once in one year. Um, And it's caused so much um, anxiety and people feeling unsettled and movements are starting out of, um, you know, this disruption in the, in the, just everything, the whole climate, everything is just so blown out of proportion. I don't even know how to explain how I feel about it other than the fact that I've got to look back on this time and say it all happened for some messed up reason. And so know that it's is this purpose. Is this this year's is this this generation's nine eleven? And I don't mean that to sound insensitive. I don't mean that to you know I mean as far as what comes out of it and the changes that happen and you think about pre nine eleven and how we would travel and uh the different precautions we sure. took with all that kind of stuff um and i and i don't you know again i don't mean to to lessen the events that happen i'm just talking about what comes out of it the you all know right. now the reaction yeah the reaction to it and yeah. you know there's going to be an anti or an antibiotic that's i'm again doctor <laughs> no there's going to be a vaccine um sure. at some point and in 10 years this is just going to be another event that happened uh, and everybody's going to have to get vaccinated and except for the anti-vaxxers, which whatever. Um, Sure. But I think for sure for our students, right. I mean, like we, I think we can look in comparison to what nine 11 was and, and, and to this and say um, the way that I felt about nine 11 that it was such a disruption of the comfort and safety and the disillusion of safety that I felt as a 21, 22 year old, like that, that was such an eye awakening moment of like my innocence and youth has been disrupted. It, I, I won't ever feel the way I used to feel before this day. And I think for our students, they didn't, they could have no possible idea of what that actually felt like until something like this, because um, whether or not today they understand the effects of what's happening um, right now, it just might be a nuisance. Right. Um, But I think that they're going to look back and say, yeah, this is now because of this moment, so many things have changed. Because I don't think you were talking about your sister's um, son going to school uh, in the fall and, and him being a kindergartner. Her and niece. Her, yeah, continue. Her. And um, one day, maybe. Son. One day, maybe. You never know. <laughs> never I'm know. not going to hold never her back. Know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rude. Don't, don't. It's 2020, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And my son, and just thinking about. Um, you know, my niece has a son and he's not, she's keeping him home for kinder Mm -hmm. this year. And, um, her and I had a long discussion about it and, um, we're on polar opposites, but have the same feeling about it that, um, no matter what we choose, it's going to be different. Um, and that 
nothing is ever going to go back to absolute normal. There's going to be a sense of things have changed somehow, right? I think hand sanitizer, for instance, is going to become a staple in every kid's backpack, even more so than it was before. We're going to have protocols to make sure that everyone stays healthy. There's going to be, you know, I don't know. When you go to the nurse and you have a cough, it might not just be, hey, uh, do you have a fever or are you trying yeah. to skip class? It's also let's test them for right. COVID right here in the nurse's station. Who knows, right? Um, and and if all that comes into play, like our world's going to look different. I know my classroom's going to look different. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, I, I had kids last year who I gave them a group assignment and they were like, hey, can we do this on a Google uh, doc so we can all share it and work on it by ourselves? And I was like, well, God, yeah, that's, yeah, that's dumb that I didn't think of that myself. That's the new and normal. Now, yeah. Right. And now there are things that I've changed in my curriculum that I won't ever put back. Like, right. you know, and it actually kind of makes me nervous because I'm like, wow, that took up so much class time. Now I'm going to give that to them to do on a Google form. And what the hell am I going to do in class for that whole Ugh, week that I used to spend what doing What movie this? am I going to show now? <laughs> um. And so that's, you know, that's, I, I think everything's going to change. I think that there's, you know, I mean, officer, we did officer audition or interviews online. I'm like, yep, never going to do that in person again. That was so much easier. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot. preparing them better for college, I think. Yeah. Like there's a lot that's going to come out of this, like even booster meetings, like, you know what <sighs> I mean? That's a great idea. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot that's going to, that, 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 so here's, and this is getting off topic and, and we can end with something like this, but here's what I always feared. And I always told people, uh, cause my wife and I, for the last few years ran the summer camp for our district. And I would always joke with the, the parents when I'm introducing the shows, cause she would either introduce the middle school or I, or I would introduce the middle school and she would take the high school or I, you know, we would switch off whatever, mm -hmm. but I would mm -hmm. tell parents in the introduction, I'd be like, I hope you guys enjoy the show. It's going to make you wonder why teachers stress for eight weeks during rehearsals and your kid has to stay after until six o'clock every night. Right. It's going to make you wonder why they have to do that when we were able to put the show on in six days and that's what we do, sure. you know? Um, and they'd laugh and they're like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Seriously, why do they have to stay after school? <laughs> you know? And, and, and I mean, I, what, <laughs> there's so many elements that are going to come out of this that are positive that we are going to say, well, wait, hold on a second. We were able to successfully do it like this. And why can't we continue to do it like this? Now, as a technical theater teacher, you know, I'm concerned <laughs> about, I can't teach tools yeah. online. No. Like there, there's yeah. a massive safety issue, you know? Sure. Um, there are certain things I can teach. Uh, I can, you know, I, I think I can teach lighting relatively effectively and sound mm -hmm. relatively effectively. Uh, I can teach design. Sure. But I, I can't teach you how to make this stuff. And yeah. as a tech we theater. can't build a flat. <laughs> yeah, as a tech theater teacher, I never ever start – well, and I hope no tech theater teacher starts like this, but I never start with design. I start with how do you make a set uh, or how do you build costumes? And because y you you have to know how something's put together before you put it together. So um, that's that's the concern is the basics. I can't trust a kid to go watch some old Bob Vila videos and learn how to make stairs, which by the way, yeah. there's a great Bob Vila video out there. <laughs> teaches you how to make steps. 
um, if you've never seen it. But uh, I, I, I can't have a kid then go off and make steps. Like that'd be, yeah. it would be awesome if I could. Hey kid, just go to your dad's garage, get these tools <laughs> or moms or moms or moms. My wife has proven to be handy with the drill. Um, threatening, excuse me, threatening, not handy, threatening with a drill. Um, and so anyway, so I, that's my concern, uh, amongst many, obviously I just, we just spent an hour talking about our concerns. So, um, well, I was going to say my fine arts director, Kim Bland at the beginning of this year in our, um, like beginning teacher training stuff Yeah, said that she wanted us to make sure that as theater teachers, um, and if you've never heard Kim Bland speak, you should because she's just an amazing person, but she's just such a motivator. And Don't tell me cool, what to do. She's, she's awesome. Um, well, anyway, so she said something to the fact that as theater teachers, she really wanted us to um, work hard at putting our foot down about certain things. Um, making it known that we matter and that we needed, we needed to show our worth because as theater people, our principals and our administrators, everyone knows that a theater teacher can figure it out. Give them some gaff tape and I don't know, a hammer and a couple of nails and we'll figure something out. We'll make it happen. And um, we've proven again that we can do that. Right. Um, but in that moment, even at the beginning of the year, she's saying we need to make sure that while we can put it together with gaff tape, that we always shouldn't say we can, that we shouldn't always comply because since we've always comply, we don't get the new light that we needed yeah. or we don't get the seats replaced or we don't get, we get put on the back burner because we are so easily, um, adjustable. We're so easily you know, flexible to whatever the needs of the student body or the department um, or the district needs. And um, while we should be compliant and good team partners and workers and everything, that there should be some things that we say, we need this. This is what we need to do our jobs effectively. And I kind of feel like we're in a place right now where that, that we're going to really have to toe the line between being the flexible theater teachers that we all already are and saying that um, as safely as we can, we also need to remember that we serve these kids in a capacity that other places don't, mm-hmm. other teachers don't, um, because usually we are relationship makers. And right now, if if the kids need anything, that's what they need. That's all we got. So, so I know this was a little bit different than the norm. Uh, and I apologize if anybody got offended, but I would love to hear some of your opinions. Um, you can reach out to me on Twitter, Mr. Blake Miner. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, again, if you are friending me on Facebook, and I don't know who you are, but we have mutual friends, please let me know who you are. Let me know if we've met because... Laird knows I got a bad memory with that stuff, but also you can email me at blake.minor gmail. Uh, I'm one of those people that hates to give a problem without giving you a solution. And I know I just kind of went against that a little bit with some of these points, but uh, who am I to kind of give my opinion on things? I just needed a platform and I have a platform. And so I used it and I invited Mandy because I do better when I'm able to talk at somebody. That's right. 
I said talk at somebody. Anyway, I hope everybody stays healthy. I hope everybody is not like me and, you know, has full, uh, a, a good grasp of how things are going. Uh, but for some reason, I just got really anxious about all this and I needed to get it out. And why not do that on my own podcast? Thanks for listening, everybody.